0: hello hello welcome to another episode of hi i'm paul a podcast about my fucking life and shit going on around me i'm a fashion designer here in south florida here today with me i have my good friend Jordan sucks a motherfucking great artist inspirational he's fucking put me on to doing what i do today um So,
1: I'm going to pass the mic. Say hi. Hello, hello. I'm Jordan Sucks. I'm happy to be here with my good friend, Paul is high. He's a very good dude. And one hell of a fashion designer. I appreciate that. So, what do we talk about on these? I haven't listened to these before. So... Um, usually what
0: I've like done is I used to fucking just talk about random events going on. Now I'm kind of changing it up to just like every day, my shit, you know what I'm saying? Like I want, like I want it, even though I am a fashion designer and that's all I want to do, I want this to be about everything else, you know what I'm saying? so it's like what, what brings everything together to make. You know what I'm saying? Like, my life and, like, how do I take care of everything else to find the time to fashion design? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, this one is going to be meeting you, Jordan. I want people to know how you got into this. I want, I want you to tell the story on the podcast.
1: Very cool, very cool. We are passing a microphone around, and by microphone... And by microphone, I mean uh, Apple, that's Apple that's iPod headphones. So, here I am. I know, motherfucker. If I want to hold it like, know, I, hold it like this, <laughs> I'll hold it like this. Okay? <laughs> All right, so Mr. Paul has asked me some questions about, um, you know, how I got into making clothes and, like, why I got into making clothes and art and stuff like that. Um... Kind of a long story, but basically, hang on one second.
0: Smoking a joint, by the way.
1: Smoking a joint, by the way. For the listeners. Smoking joints is the you know very entertaining for podcast listeners. <laughs> All right, you guys. So, basically, I've been making art and clothing for about um about nine years. I got into it. Just because I was writing graffiti my whole life, and like even before I even really knew what graffiti was, I was just like writing on walls and like just doing different things. I don't know, dude. I, it's probably like more or less mental illness. But I, um, you know, got arrested or whatever for some graffiti-related charges and vandalism and some trespassing. So like I needed some kind of uh, income for lawyer or not lawyer necessarily, but just to pay back the you know the state or whatever when was this? for my damages. Um, I don't know, probably, like, 2007, 2008. How uh, old were you? Out of high school or what? I think I was, like, still in high school, I guess. But basically, um, so I, I didn't really necessarily think that, like, people really bought art. I just thought it, you know, it was just something I did on other people's property. But, like, I started, you know, just, like, painting small things and, like, stencils and just, like, dumb little things and, like, bringing them to these, like, I guess little art shows slash like, you know, just, just the downtown areas and uh, people were drinking and stuff and I would just paint live. So I was essentially just, you know, going out there and I didn't necessarily think I was going to make any money or anything like that, but I ended up just making, you know, a couple hundred bucks, like the first night I ever did it, like live or whatever. And I was pretty surprised to be honest. I did not think that, uh, that people really bought art. So you know, I, I just continued to do those little local shows for a while. I just sold paintings to people that I sold drugs to. That had a lot to do with it. I was just, like, selling drugs and, like, doing weird shit and uh, staying up late. So, to you know, to, to give me some fucking, I don't know. I don't even really know why. It was, like, more of a compulsion in the beginning. I was just, like, went instead of, like, getting up and, like, risking, you know, going back to jail or, like, paying more fines, I just started painting, like, compulsively on canvas. Canvas and, like, whatever I could find, you know what I mean? Lots of uh, pieces of wood and, like, doors and shit. Anything I'd really find or, like, get for very cheap or steal. Um, And all paint and everything like that was always all stolen in the beginning. (laughs) Pretty much, like, the probably the first five years of, like, selling paintings and, like, doing art for, like, you know... I was doing it, you know, making a decent amount of money, like, the first five years, but it wasn't enough to live off of. I was selling drugs and, like, doing other weird things to get money, but, like, paintings was just, like, another thing I could do to, like, you know, help make ends meet and, like, help support my addictions because during all of this, I'm, like, doing a lot of drugs. What kind of drugs? What kind of drugs, you ask? I mean, I do any kind of drugs, but mainly, like, opiates and, and benzos. Um... Yeah, so like during all that I was, you know, supporting drug habit and like doing weird shit all the time. So I was just painting and like people were coming through to cop drugs or like whatever and I would, you know, they would pick up a pound of weed and for 50 extra bucks they could take a canvas home or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh and yeah, so I I did you I so- earlier you sold like 100 paintings like that, right? Oh like uh, yeah, yeah, probably like the first 100 paintings that I ever um sold That's were uh were from like people coming through to buy drugs and then they were like oh shit and they ended up leaving with a painting as well in addition to the drugs um and then from there i don't know (sighs) instagram happened uh i just started before that i was just like trading stickers and like weird shit with like other graffiti writers on like Flickr. Most of the podcast listeners probably don't even know what Flickr is, but it just like... Is it like Tumblr? It, nah, it was like... It was Tumblr
0: at the same time?
1: Or what? Yeah, it was in the Tumblr days, MySpace days. But yeah, it was just like this platform where you could just like upload photos like anonymously. And then you could like uh, message with people and uh, we would, you know, trade stickers back and forth from like, you know, I traded stickers with somebody from Guam. Just I didn't even know Guam was a real place at the time. But I was like, oh, shit, Guam. Where is that? I still don't know where it is. I (laughs) just left it at the post office. (laughs) But, but yeah, so, like, you know, fast forward, got to Instagram, and I just started posting my shit and, like, you know, some hashtags in the beginning and started gaining a following. You know, I work a lot. I paint every day, and for, like, the past five years, I've probably been painting, like, you know, like, 8 to 10 hours a day. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I've been off drugs, like, hard drugs. I still smoke some weed. um, But I've been off, like, hard drugs for, like, three years. Haven't shot heroin in three years. So that's cool. And uh, that time, that's, like, when I really, like, took things seriously. And uh sorry, I'm doing drugs. Hang on. And I started to take things more seriously because, like, I had no will to live. Like, I didn't. I didn't want to live anymore and stuff because it just like seemed pointless to me. I didn't ever want to work a real job and like there was just like a lot of shit going on in my head that I like I didn't think that I was ever gonna be like a real artist and like at that time I wasn't like like I said making a, a living off of my off of my art. So like for the past like three and a half years I think I haven't had a real job, um, and that's been entirely because I stopped like doing heroin and shit. So. I stopped doing heroin and I had to and I stopped selling drugs. And stopping selling drugs is definitely harder to, to, to do than to stop using them. Using them is very hard <laughs> to do. Don't get, you know, don't get it twisted. However, but stop stop, stop stopping, stopping selling drugs. Like right. selling drugs is more addictive than using them for me. I uh, I got addicted to the lifestyle and like what, you know, what came with it. So, after I, you know, stopped, you know, I got out of rehab and jail and stuff like that, I uh I was like, fuck, dude, like, what am I going to do to fill this void in my life, the void of, like, just, like, people coming over, and shit. It's, like, me just, like, buying something and then, like, changing it and then selling it again. So, like, I needed something else, so I started buying, like, or buying and stealing clothes and then, like, al- you know, altering them and changing them and, like, taking them apart and putting them back together in different ways and, like, painting on them. And then that was kind of, like, me, like, you know – like the void that I needed filled was filled by art and selling clothes. So.
0: I'm sorry. I, I think I spaced out. Um, how did you go from just doing canvases to doing clothes, too? How did you start
1: that? Okay. So, Paul has asked me um, when did I, like, you know, make the transition from clothes or from, from canvas to clothes? And, uh,. To be honest, like, I, my mom even said to me, like, when I was a child that she thought I was going to be a clothing designer. Because, like, we were poor and, like, you know, she worked three jobs, you know, to support me and my little sister. And, like, uh, I wouldn't, you know, be able to get, like, I was a skateboarder and shit. And back then, like, tight pants and shit were, like, impossible to find. Like, you couldn't just get tight pants like, when I was, like, growing up and shit. And all I wanted was to be, like, Corey Duffel or, like, some of the other skaters I looked up to and wear these, like, yeah. super tight pants and, like, whatever. So I started, like, like, fucking altering, like, <laughs> making, like, these pants fit me better. Like, I was straight up, like, tailoring pants and, like, going uh, what to, do you like, mean tailoring? like, I was taking them in, motherfucker. I was, like, oh, I was... No, like I was doing it by hand, like so shitty, though. And it, like I used super glue sometimes. Like, dude, like a fucking maniac. Like, I, and like I would, uh, I used to go to like record stores. Like, there's a store in Lake Worth called Purple Haze. And it was just like, I love that store because it had like the weirdest is it still shit. Around, you think? Yeah, it is, dude. It's shop right next to the swap shop, doggy. Yeah. Later. Yeah, that place is wild. But they had like fucking. You know the head shop in back behind the beads and shit Word, and then in the front it was like a rock and roll store and they had like kiss vhs tapes and like kiss <laughs> dolls and like fucking like sex pistols patches and just like you know whatever fucking 11 12 year old kids yeah i was like a little punk back then and i was you know got all these patches and shit and i uh i started like gluing them on my pants and like safety pinning them on Word. my pants and shit so like I was doing that like even when I was a kid and like I said, you know, I couldn't afford like the really expensive like dope pants that I wanted. Cuz like Crew, like KR3W was like the pants to get if you wanted tight pants, right? But like I said, I didn't have 80 fucking 80, 90 bucks for a pair of jeans, you know what I'm saying? So like I would get like girl jeans from like Gap and like I was tiny too. Like I was really small back How old then. Are you right now? I'm 27 years old. No, no, I'm sorry. How old? I are you was this like story? I don't know like 11, Still 11 probably like 11 or 12 maybe younger like I, yeah probably like 11 or 12. i was like just starting to smoke weed and I, you know what i mean skating, that kind of thing yeah i was just doing nothing but skating and like uh i would like get like crew like jim greco was a dude a skateboarder that rode for crew jeans or whatever and he had these jeans that you fucking you cuff the bottom of the pants and like when you cuff them there's like po- i'm good on that there's like polka dots like inside the pant leg so it's just blue jeans but like when you cuff them you know polka dots are revealed so I was like damn dude like I was like fuck dude I need those like the like the one home you had them shits and I was like damn dude fucking uh so I got whatever fabric from like Joann's or like Walmart even I don't even know excuse me, for, like, you know, whatever, polka dot, print, I got some cheetah print at one point, I believe, and I, like, just straight up sewed it on my pants, like, really bad, you didn't know that, No. yeah, no, real shit, like, my mom straight up told, like, when I was even younger, like, when I was, like, five, I used to wear, like, a, like, leather jeans, like, I told my mom when I was, like, five years old that I need, like, leather jeans, I had, like, a fucking, and she, like, laughed at me so hard, and we, like, looked everywhere. I found some, like, girl leather jeans at Ross or some shit. <laughs> like, dude, I had this, like, fucking, like, this, like, one-piece, like, jumper, fucking, like, weird-ass denim fucking thing. Dude, I used to wear crazy-ass shit. And, uh, yeah, my, uh, my mom always told me that she was, like, she thought I was going to be a clothing designer. And it's That's so sick. Mad weird.
0: That's so sick shout out to your mom and actually
1: when i yeah shout out to my mom for sure and actually like when i got out of jail for like the the heroin thing i fucking um like my mom went to a psychic and i know this is like sounds retarded or something but like this lady knew things like real like i my mom told me to go but i would never go because that lady scared the shit out of me but uh she told my mom that or actually it was before i went to jail that was the crazier part because she told my mom that I was going, like, she's the way she worded this shit was, dude, gives me, like, I have goosebumps right now. Like, this shit was so fucking weird. And, uh, she basically said that your son is going, th- like, he's, he's like, uh, the, the, like, good things are, like, bad things are coming, basically, but, like, good things are coming too, because it's gonna, tr- like, the bad is gonna, like, help him f- sort out, like, what is next. And she, he, she sa- she straight up told my mom, that I would not be making my, the majority of my money off of cl- canvas, not off of canvas. And my mom, you know, told me, she didn't tell me about the bad shit. She's Wait, like-
0: You said something and then not
1: saying, what? Okay, so listen, this lady, the fucking psychic, she told my mom that bad things were coming, yeah. but I'll be all right, yeah. and that it's gonna turn me into what I need to be to get to the next step. And my mom, and she said that the majority of my money will not be made off of canvas, the, like. And she, she knew you made art. She knew I made art, and my mom didn't tell her. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But she she knew I made art. She said that it won't be off of like artwork, like what she. It won't be off of what he's doing now, basically. And my mom told told me that it's not gonna be like I'm not gonna be you know like really making all my money in the future off of canvas. And I was like. And she didn't my mom left out the part that that like bad things were coming. She just told me that good things were coming, and uh and, no I'm dead fucking serious and and that uh the uh the, my money won't be made mostly off of canvas it'll be something else the next step it will be artistic, but however, it will not be canvas and i got so i was I was like pissed honestly that she even talked to me about her, and I was on drugs, so I was like, you know whatever I probably like didn't even really react to it. I was probably like okay, cool and then like We, you know, a month later, whatever, you know, went to jail, da-da-da, and uh, when I got, there's like a little bit more coffee, yeah, but when I got out of, uh, when I got, yeah, no shit, I'm going to keep talking. God damn it, Paul. This fucking guy, this fucking guy, Paul Calvani, dude. Jesus Christ. All right, so, moral of the story, (laughs) this motherfucker, this motherfucker, dude, had to get up and get more coffee. No, but uh, but yeah. So she, t- you know, she whatever. I go to jail, come out, and I, uh, I post it, Like I, I'm painting canvas, and I, at first, honestly, when I got out of jail and rehab and stuff, I, I honestly didn't even think I was gonna be able to still make art, like not on drugs or whatever. And I would like for like for a while, like the whole time I was like in like the lockdown places, like I couldn't where I wasn't, you know, like like more I wasn't able to get to art supplies and shit like that or, like, have a phone or anything like that. So I was like... Wait,
0: say this again? Say that part again? Dude,
1: shut the fuck up.
0: No, I'm, I'm honestly so into this.
1: I oh know you're God. into so you're it. but you're, you're making me lose <laughs> where I'm going. Like, I've already... You, I, you're
0: not trying to get the art or something? Like, I didn't understand what you just said.
1: I'm not... What?
0: I did not understand what you just said.
1: I don't remember what right. I just said, Sorry. bro. Okay. I don't Keep know. Going. Okay. Go, my bad. <laughs> so basically I'm, I'm fucking in re I'm like in a rehab where I finally have access, you know, to, to my phone again after like, you know, whatever 90 days or yeah, like 68 days or some shit of like no phones and no outside communication or anything like that. And, uh, and I, I didn't draw at all the whole time I was in there cause I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just like, you know, probably, I don't know. I was in a weird spot. So basically, I get out and I start. I get I get my art supplies from my house and my mom's house and shit, and uh, cause she was hanging on to all of my shit. And uh, I basically, you know, I start painting again. I start making art, and I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. I'm start starting to get back into it and everything. And then I guess, I, I guess I. I, I made some pants for myself, just, like, with some old patches that I had, like, on other clothes that I wasn't wearing anymore, so I cut them off and sewed them onto some a pair of, of pants. The, the yeah, some of... Nah, no, not nothing from when I was that young. Um, maybe actually one or two. I think I do remember saving, like, a couple of them, but for the most part, all of those, like, you know, whatever. I do have no idea what happened to them. But, um... But, yeah, so, so I guess I'm, I'm in rehab, and I'm, I'm painting, and I, I, I walk out down to the beach or some shit in, in some jeans that I, that I made, and uh, I posted a picture of my legs or something like that at the water, and some kids, like, a bunch of people, like, DM'd me, like, yo, let me get those, let me get those, blah, blah, blah. So and I was like no, like, I'm not trying to sell, like, whatever. I had just stole the jeans from, like, Zo- <laughs> Zoomies or some fucking bullshit-ass <laughs> store, and I was, like, oh, they were, like, so- whatever. And uh, I sewed some fucking patches onto them, you know? And, uh, and you know, moral of the story is, I caved in, and I sold them for, like, 150 bucks. And, like, I ended up, ha- like having to go to walmart and get like a pair of five dollar shorts to put on because i was wearing like the the jeans that i was gonna sell to this fucking kid so the kid straight up bought them off of my ass i wore them all day and insulting him. and uh (laughs) but yeah so after that i just started like making a lot more clothes um and that really like is how i took off i probably had like two thousand followers on instagram like like and i was I had been selling canvases for like, I don't know, like four or five years at this point. So I was like, social media and shit took, like, I don't know, I I wasn't taking it very seriously. It was like honestly more frustrating than anything back then. So like I was just, when I got out of rehab, and I was on drugs, I really, that was like the least of my worries. I had so much other weird shit to worry about. So when I got, you know, clean and shit. I you know I started making clothes in addition to canvas and that's when my Instagram started to like gain some traction and and uh I you know I happened to know a lot of people from like my you know you know my past or whatever so a lot of them you know are rappers and shit like that so so I you know I designed some you know some masks for some people and some fucking outfits for some different dudes or whatever and and that helped too probably you know and uh, and yeah, you know, Instagram is pretty cool. I, I honestly hate it. I would there's no fucking chance I would have an Instagram if I didn't use it as my business.
0: It is. Can I say something?
1: Yeah, here, I'm passing the mic to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for
0: narrating. It, I honestly think it's so crazy that Instagram has become some this platform for I mean, what you know, us basically to make a living. Wild. Who would have thought? People still like when I tell them they're like, "What?" Yeah. Like older people, oh, you know, course, that dude. don't what the know.
1: Fuck, dude, are you kidding me? Instagram? I make a living off of fucking spending eight minutes. Of- oh wait, wait, sorry, sorry. No, no, I was just, I was just. No, say it. no I was just saying that you know, um, I think it's kind of crazy that I can like, I, cause I barely even do art shows anymore, because I, there's just like, I don't have, dude. I spent, I, I did four. At least four shows a month for, like, the first four years I sold art. Because I was also, like, selling drugs, too. Because it was, like, kill two birds. Like, all those drunk people, like, either bought weed from me or bought a little canvas, a little $20, $30 canvas or whatever. So, like, I would go there, you know, kill two birds or whatever. And uh, But I would have to lug so much shit, like, two milk crates full of paint. Fucking all stolen paint, by the way. Shouts at Home Depot. Shouts at Walmart. shout shelf Shelf Checkout. Um... It shouts out, you know, pants tucked into the bottom of my socks. Fucking four cans of my pants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I had, you know, crates full of paint. Fucking 20, ca- 50, 40. Ca- I would, br- dude, in the early days, I would bring so many fucking canvases. I would bring like everything I had to a show. I had like 40 canvases at the house. Fucking bring every one of them. You know what I mean? It was just like, there was so much like setup breakdown. Oh, it's going to rain. It just starts raining out of nowhere. You know what I mean? There's so many variables. Sometimes you go out there, you're out there for four hours, you know, and you just, like, nobody gives a shit. And you're, like, out there painting and whatever, and then, like, the dude next to you selling fucking palm tree fucking carved, you know, whatever the fuck, some goofy fucking Etsy shit is, like, you know, moving units, and I'm over here, like, (laughs) fucking, I can't sell this fucking stupid, like, zombie puking into another zombie's, you know, fucking open body. (laughs) I'm just looking at Paul right now. I'm trying to, like... (laughs) trying to think what Paul would say. Nah. All right, so basically, doing art shows and shit like that seemed like... I had done so many, and it's not that I'm above it or anything. I, I like doing shows, not necessarily in Palm Beach County. I get asked to do a lot of shows in Palm Beach County, and I pretty much always say no because the i don't know dude there's something about like i'm gonna ask you i want to get your input on this as well because like the crowd response like yeah like it's crazy dude like especially years ago like when i was doing art like dude like selling art at like rap shows and shit like dude i did all those stupid ass rap shows like and this is like when i got out of rehab and shit so this is when i like started taking shit more seriously this isn't the early years anymore this is like you know, four years ago, I'm like, you know, at the Wi-Fi's funeral show out front or like ski mask or like fucking, you know, X or whoever. And I'm selling art out front. And like all these little kids are like in line, you know what I mean? I'm like painting live and they're all like, honestly, like afraid to come up and talk to me. Like I could see like I'm intimidating them or like, I don't know what it was. I mean, I probably was frowning like dumb hard because I didn't like them. I really dude, I didn't. I did not like them. Sure I didn't I'm even sure. like that I was there. You know what I mean? I felt like I felt like what the fuck am I doing here? Like these people want to see they're fucking like like the dudes want to see this dude they want to be fucking yell and like press play. I mean, I'm not trying to say that these people weren't good performers because they are, but like it's just such a strange thing like like I don't know. I used to go to a lot of shows, like hundreds of shows, like bands like punk music like, metal, like, show, like, whatever, I would go to a lot of shows, and, like, I don't know, dude, the, the fucking, I just started to feel weird for being there, like, what the fuck am I doing here, like, I'm not, I'm not contributing in any way, like, I feel like I'm I'm just taking up fucking space here, so, like, I don't know, dude, I, I just, I started to get really, like, cynical and negative and stuff like that, and, of course, like, at this time, like, I've got, like, fucking 3,000 followers, and I'm, like, dude, like, I'm underappreciated. Like, I'm working harder than I know... I'm working harder... I'm not even... I, I hate even talking like this. I feel like I'm, like, fucking feeding an ego or something. But I really mean that, like, I'm working... I'm painting for 10 hours every fucking day. And I'm cranking... Dude, I have 120 canvases on my wall. I have fucking 40 that are started against the wall. Like, dude, I have racks and racks of clothes. I have fucking... Ba- boxes just overflowing of just like things I've acquired over the years because I forgot to say I was a klepto for like ten years on Xanax and, and blues and whatever the fuck like I would literally fucking steal everything in every store mostly just clothes like I really I and I, for a while especially when I was living in California I would fucking I would I would be selling clothes to like secondhand stores and shit like that blah blah would, blah
0: would you. St- did you ever tell me that you stole something and then they just sell it right away with clothing?
1: Oh, yeah. He asked me if I, like, would steal clothes and sell them. Yes. I would I – would, when I was living in California especially, I was straight up taking, like, orders from people, what they want. My roommates and their friends, because I didn't know that many people out there, but I knew – they all played in bands, and, like, we had house shows at the house every week, or – once a month so like you know at, at least once a month but when we, they were always having other bands over anyways but so there was you know a lot of different like you know individuals coming around and so i was like sure up taking like orders from people about like what what they would want from you know urban outfitters or are like someplace dude and i would just fucking i would be ta- you know i'd come home with fucking whatever you know i i would go out on the train and i would, you know in the morning and i would, and i was getting like generic mexican pharmaceuticals from tijuana Because uh, I lived, like, 12 miles from the border. Come these little glass vials, and they're fucking unmarked pills. They're just, like, blank sticks with no lettering on them. Like, or whatever. It was hilarious. But they can get...
0: So, talk... Can you talk a little bit about just, like, that life? Like, how you went from selling drugs to living in California to then moving back and then going to rehab? Like, kind of just
1: that. Okay, so, basically, he asked me about, like, my... Like, how I selling drugs and move my my decision to move to california and then why i came back (sighs) all right so basically i was in orlando i don't even know if i should say some of this stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna edit it relax but no i'm going to edit what i say (laughs) 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 okay and uh so all right basically i um I moved to Orlando because I got evicted from a trailer park for selling, <laughs> for doing weird stuff. Yeah. But I, I got out. The lady was crooked anyway, so it wasn't a proper eviction. So luckily, I never had that on my record. But uh, I moved to Orlando. I moved in with this dude. I got my little Vietnamese doctor prescribing me all sorts of different shit. I've, I've, I've uh, taken the concealed weapons permit class, and bought and I, and I got a gun. I went to go get a Papa John's pizza, and there was a gun store next door, and I walked in and bought a gun, and then came back three days, and it came with a concealed weapons permit class, so I took the test, I took the concealed weapons permit test, barred the fuck out, and then, and then uh, you had to pay like $120 to the state to get your concealed and carry, and I just never did that. And I carried my I carried that pistol for like a year and a half every day on at least 10 milligrams of Xanax a day. And yeah. I would take sleeping pills in the morning. I would take 500 milligrams of Mazepan in the morning. And like fucking two sticks of fucking. That is crazy. I feel like
0: you've just lived a. different lives like I've lived a a couple lives lives, for sure. you know what I'm saying yeah no absolutely cause thank like here I'll take the mic it's like almost like thank god for art at that point
1: yeah and I'll get to that cause it's fucking
0: dope dude like
1: yeah I'm gonna finish dope
0: to you know what I'm saying like I mean it's just like interesting to hear it because it's like it is something you really did live and, like, what you went through, and then at the same time, it's, like, the, like, that kind of lifestyle is crazy as fuck, and super toxic, very toxic,
1: and that's, like, where a lot of the shit came from in the beginning, like, all the, like, the the darkness in my art, and that's where a lot of the darkness in my art came from in the beginning, and that's why I started using a lot of light colors to, like, I was writing super dark suicidal shit because I, I, I was sleeping with a gun in my waist. I was never even sleeping, dude. Like, I, was, I would just nod out and then someone would knock at the door and I would serve them and then I would just, like, lay back down. I would sit back down in the chair on the couch or whatever and then I would nod out and then someone else... You know what I mean? It was just, like, 24 hours a day, basically. And I was just waiting for someone to kick the door in so I could murder them. Like, I wanted to... Like, I was sick, dude. Like, I was sincerely fucked up, and I, I, I really, like, I was, like, ready to kill. I was ready to die. Like, I, I, but I was delusional. Like, I was completely fucking delusional, and that's, it's, it's fucking insane, but um, I, uh, uh, <laughs> I, w- I was just fucking, I was a wrecking ball, and I was taking just ridiculous amounts of, like, pharmaceuticals, and just, like, doing, just, like, I was drinking back then, too, and I never really drank. I still, I never really ever got into drinking really before or after. Like I would drink from now and now and then, but I was drinking. I was going. I was walking up to Wally's because I lived off Mills and Fifty in like the little Vietnam crust Pup district, like the crust punk district. It was off Mills and Fifty, and uh, like at the end of my street was uh, was Will's Pub and like Wally's. Wally's was like two streets down on Mills. Like, Wally's is the oldest bar in Orlando. You can still smoke in there and shit. It's like, they do, like, a shot of Jameson. And by shot, I mean, like, fucking a good, like, four or five ounces in a cup. And a PBR for five bucks. Tall boy. And so I would go up there or whatever. And then I would just fucking get blacked out on whatever the fuck I took. And I would just have, like, a waistband full of fucking paint cans and fucking mops and I would, uh, dude, I was getting up so fucking hard in Orlando. I made the Orlando's, Mo- or- Orlando Weekly, that's like their stupid fucking newspaper.
0: Are you allowed to uh, say that, like, do you think you're straight?
1: Oh, I don't care about any, I mean, dude, at the end of the day.
0: I just the other stuff, you, it's like you got a felony for it, so it's like I feel like you're allowed to talk about it, because it's like, it's over with on your life anyways, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like,
1: I'm saying sorry. it, I don't care, I don't care. I'm saying... I'm not going to... Dude, I just, I this just, shit... Like, a lot of this no, shit... I feel like... It, what did you make, Orlando? What? I feel like it <laughs> No, I, I I, was getting up. I was doing a lot of graffiti, and I, I made I made the paper or whatever, for, and they were trying to say if you knew anything about this guy that they sh- you should call in. And I think there was a reward. I can't remember, though. But um, they called my shit the most pretentious thing they've ever seen. Because I wasn't writing a name at the time. I'm not going to say what I wrote, but... I wasn't writing a name. but They said what I was doing was pretentious. What does that word mean? Pretentious. They didn't know what it meant. Paul asked what the word pretentious meant. But I think that in addition to Paul not knowing what pretentious means, <laughs> Orlando Weekly, the editor, slash whoever the fuck wrote that thing, didn't know what pretentious meant. Because in this context, I don't believe that pretentious falls in, into a word I would use. However. <laughs> but okay. It's neither here nor there. I was living in Orlando. I was getting fucking crazy. And I was doing a lot of weird shit, selling drugs and staying out, doing graffiti. And all of this I was doing by myself. Like, I was completely, like, I had, like, two friends up there. Like, I, no, I had a bunch, you know, I, I sold to a bunch of people. I knew a shitload of people in Orlando. But, like, as far as, like, hanging out with people goes, like, I really didn't, like, connect with, like, much other than, like, two people. And, uh, and my roommate moved in with his girlfriend, and his dad had died recently, so... He he was going through it, but he, he, he basically, I think in the year that, or the, yeah, it was just a year. In the year that we lived there, I think he probably slept at our house seven times. So, like, and uh, moral of the story is he was never there. I was there by myself, and I had my little hairless cat with me. Shout and shouts out to Cat. yes. So <laughs> I was honestly just, like, my lease was coming to an end. I was, like, pretty much, like, completely isolated from everyone. I wasn't making even this that much art anymore. I was just, like, strictly doing graffiti and shit again. Like, I just, like, fell off. Like, you know, I, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. But I got a call from a friend that I'd, I had driven out to Cal- from Orlando to California with, like, a couple years earlier. And he moved out there, so I helped him, you know, make the move or whatever. So he calls me and he says that, like, they're about to get a new spot in San Diego and there's going to be an extra room. I should move in. And I'm like, dude, there's no fucking way. How am I going to move to California? Like, I have so much shit, like, here. Like, everyone, like, my whole shit, like, my business, everything I've set up, like, my business meaning, like, selling trucks, basically. And, like, the art shit was barely moving at this point because I just, like, was leaning off of it. And uh, I was just like, dude, how am I going to have all this stuff? Like, I have all these paintings and shit I never sold. You know, I have 50 paintings on my walls and shit. And I'm just like, how am I going to fucking move? And then, like, I hung up with him. And, like, probably, like, a day or two later, I called him back. And I was just like, dude, I'm fucking moving. Like, I'm leaving. Like, my lease is up in a week. And I'm getting the fuck out of here. Here, take this. So, basically... I uh, I sold everything I owned except for my hairless cat. <laughs> and I uh, I just, I moved to, I sold my gun and I fucking, I moved to California. I uh, I literally got rid of everything. Like I put, I, I swear I, I made a Craigslist ad for some of my paintings. This one dude, <laughs> dude, this is, no, I'm not joking. Cause I'm like, I think someone gave me the idea. They're like, bro, just put them on Craigslist. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I think that's uh, not the kind of market I'm looking for but you never know at the time like I, I was just like like I had money like I had you know like 10 grand or whatever you know what I mean I, I like I, I was you know I was pretty set or whatever but I, I I posted the ad anyway so I posted the ad and like I think only one person came over and he, he the dude That's came. Amazing still. the dude came over and he was like I don't even know where the fuck he was from but he was like I don't know, whatever. So he comes over and he was like, there was definitely some sort of language barrier a little bit, and like, he he was like, one of my paintings was like a little crooked, like, uh, but like with canvas, you're supposed to like frame it, anyways. You know what I mean? Like, so he's like, it didn't sit flush on the wall, and he's like, five dollars for this one because it doesn't sit flush, (laughs) and it was like a four foot by five foot canvas, and I was just like, dude. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> dude, ridiculous.
0: Whoa, dude. That is hilarious. I can't believe I had never heard that story
1: before. Dude, I have a lot of stories that I don't even remember. I don't even know... S- till I start, like, saying yeah, this stuff... Of course. That's ...is when I'm remembering. Talk. But this really happened, I promise.
0: Dude, that is legendary,
1: dude. Okay, so, um... So I'm I, I sold all my shit, I moved to California, and I uh, I stayed out there. You know I was I was doing I was selling paintings and then like I, I actually like I, I okay let me tell you what, really why I moved out there. I needed to get like my I was literally on a wrecking like a war path like ready to kill someone ready to die whatever. So I said you know what. Like, I'd never been to rehab, and everyone I knew that had been to rehab, like, I had already lost a bunch of my good friends to drug overdoses and shit like that, and I, at the time, like, all of those kids were sent to rehab when they weren't ready, and they didn't want to stop, and they came, like, they went in popping pills, they came out shooting dope, and, like, that happens more often than you can count, so, like, for me, I wasn't ready to go to rehab until I was, like, literally putting a needle in my vein. Because it was just, like, dude, like... And plus, I was, like, probably, like, egomaniac at the time and shit. And, like, I... And it was, like, the weirdest type of egomaniac, though. Because, like... I don't know, dude. I didn't necessarily, like, fucking think highly of myself. Like, I hated myself. But, like, I knew... I was, like, I'm strong. I could do it by myself. So I moved to California to get away from, like, my doctor who was overprescribing me whatever I asked for. And to get away from like the people that I knew that were like my plug was just would not let me stop selling drugs basically like it was it it was hard to stop it was fucking impossible to stop so I moved to California basically without telling anyone like I doubt I told you Paul (laughs) like I I don't think I told anyone and I fucking I, I moved to California I get out there and I'm like I'm gonna get my weed card and I'm just gonna smoke weed so, like, I get my weed card. I go to the DMV. I get my fucking California ID within, like, a week after being there. And then I get my weed card. I actually got my weed card before I got my ID. But I couldn't go into a dispensary until I got the actual card, my ID, to enter the dispensary. So, I, uh, I, I'm just blowing all this money on fucking edibles and dumb shit. from Because, like, it, at the time, like, it was, like, 20, 2013. So I was like, dude, like, this is fucking tight. Like, I've never been to a weed store before. You know what I mean? There's hot girls in there selling you weed. It was fun, you know? So I was, like, just blowing money. And then after, like, probably, like, two months, I hit up my boy. And I was like, yo, why don't you just, like, send me a bunch of pills? Because, like, I tried to go to doctors out there to get, like, back on the same shit I was on, basically. And no doctor would fill the scripts that I was getting. They were, like dude, what? You were getting this stuff? Like, what do you even have? Like, what's wrong with... (laughs) I don't know. I want to kill myself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever I said. No, they all... You know what I mean? It was a joke. So I was like, dude, fuck this. Like, hit on my boy send me the scripts in the mail, you know what I mean? So I started doing that, and I was back on it, you know? And then I found out that, like, Tijuana, you could just buy any drug there is. From the fu- like, dude, it's the most ridiculous thing. And at the end of my street was the fucking train that took you straight to San Ysidro, <laughs> and you just walked across San Ysidro into Tijuana. Oh, my dude, God. Dude, joke. Holy shit. And uh, so I was out there for, like, 22 months or something like that. Hang on. And I just like started, I, I fell into like super depression. I wasn't, I wasn't doing like really any art shows. I was still like painting a lot. Like I, I was doing a lot of like, we had like a dope ass spot where I had like a 12 foot high wall by 20 foot of, and uh, I would just paint that. Like I could just, you know, paint that whatever I wanted. I was out there painting and smoking every day, you know? And, uh, it was, like, the backside of the studio. It was, like, a garage that they turned into, like, a recording studio. Uh, so my roommates were all in bands and shit. And, uh, and yeah, so we were out there. You know, I was fucking just fell into a depression. And I, I got it in my head that, like, moving back to Florida is, like, exactly what I need to do. Because, like, I don't even necessarily know why. But it, it, South Florida's home, man. I, I'm good on the joint. You know, I, I love it here. Uh, I, I I do miss California like but in hindsight I don't know I just I squandered all my opportunities in California you know what I mean like I ended up staying in the house a lot I didn't I, you know I thought I was gonna be able to like ride my bike around but there's like fucking massive hills I'm riding fixed gear fucking going up a hill like it's the most retarded thing so I honestly moved out there and I was just like yeah I'm not gonna need a car like public transportation's good enough but it was just like I was got on, you know, got deeper and deeper into drugs and shit. And I got super into my, in my head. And I, I decided that, like, I need to get back to South Florida. So I just, I fucking told my roommates and I, I bailed, you know. So I'm back in Florida. And within probably, like, I don't know, two weeks of being back in Florida, I get in a car accident going 130 miles an hour. And honestly, like, I, it's a motherfucking miracle that, like, I was not wearing a seatbelt either like I didn't even like all that happened is I blew out my shoulder which is already like something that happens all the time for me and it was like a hit and run situation I'm not gonna say anything more than that it was just like the crazy I was not driving either so I basically used that excuse to get like to start doing heroin (laughs) and uh at this time I was actually painting a lot though like when I was getting into heroin I was painting a lot and I was uh I was doing. I, I did my first like gallery showing, like full on gallery showing. I mean, it, granted, it was out of a, a coffee shop, but it was like I took over in the California. whole. No, Heralds. Oh, weird. Right. So nice. like, so uh, this is after. You yeah, this after. is. I moved back to Florida. I got in the car accident. Started doing heroin. I was selling lean like crazy. Like we were just. Get, it was a. It was a crazy time, right? And. uh... I, I, I started working at, a, like, a tattoo shop, and I was on the way home from the tattoo shop with this dumbass girl who I let drive my sister's car, and we got pulled over. Honestly, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Got pulled over in, you know, fucking, in a county north of... Because I was ta- in a, at a place... Actually, all this doesn't really matter. None of this matters. I uh, I went to jail. I got I get out to go to a rehab program, and... I started painting, you know, after I got out of there. I did, like, a 68 days or something like that in there. Um, And then I got into, like, a halfway house situation with, like, IOP, which is, like, where you go to groups and shit, like, on a daily basis. And I was painting in my, like, halfway house with my, you know, I, I was decorating the halfway house with all my paintings and shit. It was pretty tight, man. I even sold some paintings to some of the other kids in halfway, and, like, a couple of the counselors commissioned me to do, like, fucking, like, uh, you know, paintings like Star Wars and like other like fucking random shit. So, yeah, I uh, I'm, I'm I moved back and I, that's, you know, I, once I fucking got clean, that's like really when things took off. And like, I really felt like there was something I actually, because I already covered that. There was something that I was getting to that like I completely deviated from. What was the question that you asked that like
0: started this all? It was just like how you started from um, into clothing. Yeah, so. Also just your move,
1: you know? Yeah, so, I mean, basically, like I said, you know, I didn't necessarily know I was building a business shout when I was fucking. Yeah, shout out to Art. I didn't necessarily know I was building a business when I was just like getting high and doing drugs and like fucking whatever, ruining my life essentially, but like I was essentially making a fucking business. Like, I did not know it, but I, like, now I have like a full on business, so like, but. It's pretty interesting how the world works. You just got to really put in the work because that's the only way. And like, I don't know, man, it's, it's such a, like, every time I think I know exactly like how things are and like how, how you need to execute different things, it just like, it changes. So you just got to always be like willing to grow and like, (laughs) I don't know, be like, be ready to like adapt in these different situations because like, I don't know, dude. It's pretty crazy out here, and there are a lot of ways to make money and, like, do things your own way without having a real boss and without having to, like, answer to people. Like, I get to do whatever I want, and, like, the only reason I do that or I can do that is because, like, I fucking worked really hard to get here. And, like, it is doable. I just believe you have to, like, really put in the work to be able to reap the benefits. So yes, Yeah, here's Paul.
0: Yeah, dude. Like, honestly, that was so fucking dope. Cause I feel like a lot of people can definitely relate to a lot of things you said. You know what I'm saying? Hope so. And you know what I'm saying? Actually, if,
1: I hope not. I hope you guys can't relate to most of that. Of I hope course, you can not. relate to the feeling.
0: But you know, I think that the and probably the not a lot of people can relate to it. Actually, I I didn't mean that, but a very few, and hopefully it'll impact. You know, yeah, no, I think absolutely. that's that you know that's the main point of this is really to impact people you know what i'm saying and like hopefully people can get stuff out of like you know what i'm saying what yeah exactly what we're doing and like your situations and my situation and any everybody else on this podcast that i i let on here because i really only put people on here that i am truly inspired by and you know what i'm saying so thank you very much
1: of course. Thank
0: you. We're going to I'll have you on here again. We'll talk about other stuff, but you know, we're going to end this one. Oh again.
1: yeah. Oh yeah. One more
0: thing. For sure. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Something like <light. laughs> <sighs> Very beautiful.
0: All right. Thank you guys for listening. Have a uh an awesome night.